1: The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language your discretion is advised.
2: When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get The Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com.
3: Howdy folks, Mangy Fetlocks here with a little song about America's disgraced former mayor, Rudy G. Rudy G is going to be looking at a bankruptcy. The Ruby Freeman family have won a suit against Rudy G. Rudy G, Mayor Oralee. Once was revered, supposedly, now it is very clear to see, it's dark ahead for Rudy G. Oh, yeah. For Rudy acted stupidly. you think? And now he'll pay, apparently.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mangy Fatlocks. So, you know what? Let's do one more. Because we can. Howdy, folks. Mangy
3: Fetlocks here with a song about three American heroes. Fonny Willis, Tanya Chutkin, and Letitia James Are holding Donald's small feet to the fire In heeding justice calls, they have got him by the balls, which never has been Donald's great desire. Honey Willis, Tanya Chutkin and Letitia James are powerful women which makes Donald quake. They'll hold him to account, for truth is paramount and Trump's defense is bogus, flawed and fake. Just like his
0: whole backstory. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Mangy Fetlocks, everyone. Although you know, if you go on YouTube looking for Mangy Fetlocks, you won't find him because his actual name is Bruce W Nelson. So that's who you need to look for. I, I'll, I'll put a link to his stuff today uh, up on the blog because you know I, I've been remiss. So thank you, Mangy. Thank you, Mangy, for a couple of a couple of uh r- rip roaring songs to get us started for today. I don't know where that came from. I'm just, I'm just tired. Uh, welcome to a Thursday. I checked the phone lines, <laughs> so Howie Klein will be joining us in about, oh, you know, thirty minutes or so. Um, and I know that the, uh, the phone worked. This is last week. It didn't. And you know what happened? The, I think we had just gone in, you know, back into Mercury retrograde. When everything fell apart. Although I know technical problems are nothing new on this program. Anyway, Howie will be here today, I promise. And it's a good thing because, you know, I'm reading on Town <laughs> with Tyranny. And Seafields um, uh, said, I sent you an email with a song this morning. Hopefully you received it. I I don't think so. Um, uh, uh 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 Let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, what time? <laughs> I get a lot of emails, and I, let me tell you something. I'm really distressed because right now, my main email account, and I've been really good. I've had this address for a long time, but I think the spam is winning. Spam, 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 spam. Sorry, um, I am inundated with spam. No matter how many times I block the use the sender, they keep they keep coming in. So I may have to abandon <laughs> this email address. I've had to abandon others before. And again, I kept it clean for a long time. I'll tell you what happened. The minute the Republicans got a hold of this email address, it all went to shit. I'm telling you, I got on some uh some, you know, Donald Trump email list and um um yeah. And, uh, 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 and, and, and ever since then I get like the Patriot newsletter or something and some Trump thing, I successfully blocked the Trump thing. I still get the, the Patriot email. Um, and, but part of me wants to keep it because it, it's actually comical depending on my mood. <laughs> it's either, it's either comical or it really pisses me off, um, but, uh, but I noticed right around the time that I started getting those, all of a sudden I started getting these millions of spam. I mean, millions, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But I'm inundated with spam messages. And so sometimes I just I give up. It's like I can't do it. So if I miss your email, I'm sorry. But uh, I think I found the one uh, that Seafields uh, uh, just sent. And you know what? Because I trust you. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it blind. Uh, or, or I don't know what the correct terminology would be. I'm going to play it without having heard it. Um, hold on. I just got to get past you know the commercial because they do that all the time. All right. So um, it says it's an angry song incoming. It's from somebody named Julie Lavery. And hold on. Let me get the shot. Uh, this is on you if if this is not good. All right, here we go. All right, Angry Song Incoming. Okay. This is called Stars and Stripes. Okay.
4: My sister can't afford a house and she thinks it's her fault. He says if she worked harder, she'd have money in the vault. If my mother needs a surgery, her hand's always in pain. She fell ill last April and used up all her sick days.
0: Okay. I like the three dream catchers on the wall behind her. She's got them all caught, I guess.
4: here extract them like a tumor a stain on our society they're all broken consumers don't try to put the blame on us they ruin their own lives it's not our fault that they got hooked on drugs that we prescribe. stars for the silver Teach them how to hide beneath their desks for shooters Oh, we could make a difference if we weren't so fucking tired But who's got time to fight when we're just trying to survive?
0: name is whoops Julie Lavery uh Julie Lavery and we got to thank our chatter C Fields who sent me that link this morning I actually didn't hear it before I played it blind you know you you get what I'm saying uh and and it was really good it was good it's not the kind of you know you know not the kind of song I usually play on this show but it worked and and had a good peak no it was very good, Julie Lavery, on on the YouTube, and 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 look, she just put it up four days ago. Oh, she's a TikToker. She put it up on YouTube four days ago, and already got ten thousand views. Good for her. Very nice. I, I'll tell you what. Um, someone in the chat room asked for the um, a link. I, I I it's YouTube, and her name is Julie Julie L a v e r y. So do check it out. I'll tell you, I have another song (laughs) that I really want to play for you. And the thing is, you know, I I think Julie Lavery is, you know, she's a a TikToker. I'm hoping I don't get, you know, what what they're doing now, just so you know, if I've gotten, it seems I've gotten a little more liberal with playing music on the YouTube. The only reason is YouTube is doing more of, um, uh, you know, uh, profit sharing or something. If I play something and and somebody claims the copyright, and half the time the people that claim the copyright are not the copyright holders. There's yes, Howie's coming today. There are, um, you know, like I don't know, weird publishing uh, companies that just take you know, say, oh, that's mine, and there's no way to fight it, and whatever. They take a percentage of any revenue you earn from that stream. Come on, I don't have a whole lot of people watching each day, and I don't make so much revenue on them. And if they want to take, you know, 20 of the 40 cents that I might earn for an episode, yeah, go for it. But I'll tell you what I do want to play is there is a song, um, are you familiar with Billy Bragg? Billy Bragg is in the UK. He's he's British, and he I don't want to say he's an anarchist, but he's you know he's a rebel, and uh, he rebels through songs. I mean he's he's old school protest music. Um, I got to interview him probably ten years ago or so, as he did a new version of of uh, what was it Beethoven's Fifth. Right? That was the ode to joy. he did. It. I may have to pull it out one of these days. you know, as when we move, I'm gonna be running some at least for a week, maybe two. I'm gonna run some old you know best ofs, I hate calling them best ofs because what's to say they're better than the others, but uh, you know, good shows from the past that are worth repeating um and I may pull some music stuff out and I may pull the Billy Bragg out, but anyway, Billy Bragg has a YouTube account. And let me just share what he wrote a song called rich men earning North of a million. Now you've heard about the the guy, uh, Anthony, somebody, Anthony, um, who has this song that's burning up the country music charts, rich men, North of Richmond. And they started the Republican primary debate with it. Thank you. Beethoven's ninth. I'm still not a classical music person. Thank you. Nevitz forever. Um. anyway, so Billy Bragg wrote on his YouTube page just a few days ago, Since I saw that clip of Oliver Anthony, Oliver Anthony singing his song, Rich Men North of Richmond, the ghost of Woody Guthrie has been whispering in my ear, Help that guy out! Woody keeps telling me, Let him know there's a way to deal with those problems he's singing about. So today, I sat down and wrote this response to Mr. Anthony's song, for people like him and people like you, I think I have to play it for you. All right, um, I, I and again, Billy Bragg would never copyright violate me. The publisher might, but Billy Bragg wouldn't. So we'll we'll see what happens here. And there's no video to go with the song. He just recorded it, and so. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, everyone in the chat room is talking about Ode to Joy. I'm gonna pull out that Billy Bragg interview and play it. It's on my list. I'm, a, I'm assembling a list of shows to play when we're on the road moving, which will be sometime next month. And um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Billy Bragg, so he's going on the list. If you have any suggestions, any old interviews you would like to hear, bring them. You can email me. <laughs> Nicole at NicoleSandler.com and hopefully it'll break through the um all the spam. Anyway, uh I probably shouldn't, but uh here we go. The Billy Bragg song. And and somewhere in the middle of it, I'm probably gonna flip. So if you're watching on YouTube, because there is no video, it's just a picture, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the lyrics. Okay? All right. Um here goes nothing. Uh, again, it's Billy Bragg, so You know, all right, listen up. It's called Rich Men Earning North of a Million.
2: If you're selling your soul, working all day. Over time hours for bullshit pay Well, nothing's gonna change If all you do is wish you could wake up And it not be true Join a
0: union Join a union Love
2: for it soon find that working people are all of one kind, so we ain't gonna punch down on those who need a bit of understanding and some solidarity, that ain't right, friend. If you're struggling with your health and you're putting on the pounds, doctor gives you opiates to help you get around. Well, wouldn't it be better for folks like you and me if medicine was subsidized and healthcare was free, join a union, fight for better pay. Hell yeah. It comes down to the self-same thing if you're black or white or brown. Rich men earning north the. Wars are there to distract While libertarian billionaires Avoid paying tax You want to talk about bathrooms While the floodwaters rise The forest is on fire And the wind burns our eyes (sighs) Something's wrong here well, they want to divide us because together we're strong. Are you going to take action now? You sung your damn song. If you don't like the rich man having total control, you better get the union to roll. Oh yeah. Fight for better pay. Time, hours for bullshit, pay, join a union.
0: Fuck yeah. Billy Bragg, and that is available on his YouTube page. Again, if you missed the intro, what he wrote was, oops, uh, what he wrote was, um, uh, da, 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 "Da since I saw that clip of Oliver Anthony, hold on, let me bring it over here so I'm not... Looking back the other way. Since I saw that clip of Oliver Anthony singing his song, Rich Men North of Richmond, the ghost of Woody Guthrie has been whispering in my ear, Help that guy out. Woody keeps telling me, let him know there's a way to deal with those problems he's singing about. So today I sat down and wrote this response to Mr. Anthony's song for people like him and people like you. And let me tell you what a union did for me. I am a union member. I am an AFTRA member, although I've been on, but it's honorable withdrawal because I live in Florida, a right to work for less state. Yeah, they don't recognize unions here in Florida. But in, in California, they did. And I did radio for 15 years in Los Angeles. And because I was a member of AFTRA, I start collecting my pension next month. I get a pension. It's not a ton of money, but it's $1,192 a month for the rest of my life. I will get $1,192 a month for the rest of my life from AFTRA because I was vested in the union, AFTRA, for working in radio in Los Angeles for 15 years. Thank God or actually, thank dog for the union. It's it's uh, frankly it's saving my life. Let me tell you because getting older and and at the age of um <laughs> Tom Tamra, Tamra says Mister Anthony is no poor man. He lives slash owns ninety acres. Okay, um. So my pension, I'm taking it early. I guess if I waited till I was seventy two, I'd get more. Yes, David. And, and
1: isn't it true that if you croak before a certain age, I get the you, money.
0: You get half.
1: I get half the money. If
0: if if I croak, if I once, if you if you outlive me, and I die, well, you would have. I would have to die for you to outlive me. Um, you will get fifty percent of my monthly pension payment for the rest of your life.
1: And I wasn't even on the radio.
0: I know. Look at that. So join a union. Quit bitching. Yeah, I guess you can write a sad country song, but join a union. Yeah, so, yeah, right? It is great. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to be, will you still feed me? Will you still need me when I'm 64? I'm going to be 64 November 4th. And so, um, uh, yeah, thank you, AFTRA. Thank you to all my employers on the radio in Los Angeles all those years ago because I have a pension coming. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. All right, join a union. Thank you, Billy Bragg. Yes. Okay, so there was some news today. All right, enough of that. Um, The big news is, oh, it's so sad. Not really. The Proud Boys are beginning to be sentenced. Now, (laughs) I love doing the Marcy Wheeler pronunciation of Enrique Tarrio. We were expecting his sentencing today. It's been delayed probably till next week. I don't know. Somebody's sick. I don't know what it is. But So Enrique Tarrio uh, we'll have to wait on. But Joe Biggs Joe Biggs was sentenced today. Now, I want to share something with you from um, uh, the the Washington Post coverage of it. Um, uh, Biggs You know, he was such a tough guy on uh, January 6th. You know, he's the one who knocked down the fence to let his people through. Um, uh, The judge, wait, uh, so anyway, so here's how the the, um, Washington Post describing the statement that Biggs made to the court after he was found guilty. It says, Biggs said in a tearful statement to the judge That he was not a leader, but one of the seduced. Donald Trump seduced you? Maybe you need to go to a mental hospital. Sorry. Here's what he said. I know that I messed up that day, but I'm not a terrorist. My curiosity got the better of me, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. He said he had been planning for January 6th to be his last outing with the Proud Boys and that his violent statements were a way to vent his anger over being injured in combat. Yeah, cuz that makes sense. You're injured in combat so you you you, you uh you, you storm the Capitol? Uh and learning that a young family member had been abused. Again, that's the logical reaction. Uh, to to a family member being abused, you you participate in an insurrection. Bullshit. Anyway, he continued. I use that rhetoric to cope and not take violent action. But you did take violent action, you moron. In fact, he shot a selfie. Okay, uh, this uh, this says it all. This is Joe Biggs. uh on January 6th, with some of his cronies, it, 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 the words actually speak for themselves. Yes. Oops. Oops.
1: So we just stormed the fucking Capitol. Yeah, took did. the motherfucking place back. Ha ha ha! That was so much fun. It was so, so much, much America. fun.
0: So much America. Woo-hoo. So right. much America? a day in infamy. Yes, yes. January 6th will be a day in infamy. He doesn't even get the fucking quote right. But um, uh, poor Joe Biggs, his tearful statement to the judge that he wasn't a leader. (laughs) He was just seduced by Donald Trump. Didn't work. Uh, Joe Biggs was sentenced today to 17 years in federal prison. That's second only to the 18 years that uh, another proud boy got. Yeah, he doesn't look seduced, right? He doesn't look seduced. Oh, you know, uh, you can't fucking lie forever. Yes, it's now a cold 45 (laughs) classic. Um, Yeah, so that happened today. And and again, um, one of the longest January sixth sentences. And I can only I got to say though that the prosecutors asked for thirty three years, so um, there is that seventeen years. He's blaming his relative was abused and he got injured in combat. That's some class A royal bullshit. Yeah, unbelievable. I hope he rots in jail. And I hope they save the cell next to him for uh, for 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 Donald Donald McDonald. Yeah. Anyway, spoiled brat. I'm loving the the comments. Um, yes, Hernan is asking, isn't the Proud Boy founder a Latino or something? That's Enrique Tario. and his sentencing has been delayed about a week. I don't know. There's it's illness or something. Whatever. It's just more anticipation. Anticipation. Sorry, I get carried away. Now, down there in Georgia, in Georgia, Governor Kemp did not give the people what they want. Yeah, you know, look, I, I was all for Stacey Abrams. Not that I had any say in who Georgia voted for for governor, but I was, I was a little distressed that uh, that that Kemp got back in. But actually, now. I'm not so bad. I'm not so upset. Um during, he had a press conference today on the hurricane, Hurricane Adalia, and a lot of you told me the name is is perfectly respectable. Oh, it's all right. I wouldn't name my kid Adalia, but hey, you know, nobody asked me. Anyway, Governor, well, let me just play for you a clip. Um you know, you know, uh there's some state legislators in Georgia, who are calling for um, uh, e- either or, or both um, getting Fonnie Willis out of office? That's the first thing they want to pass. They want to pass legislation that would allow the the legislature in Georgia to remove from office any prosecutor that they deem is not doing their job. In other words, they want to do in Georgia. They want to give uh, themselves the power in Georgia to do what Ron DeSantis thinks he has the power to do here in Florida. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have the power. He's using it. He's removed two, count them, two prosecutors already for no good reason. Duly elected by the American people, by the Florida people, uh, prosecutor. But here's what Brian Kemp said in response to a question about that pending legislation there in Georgia.
5: Uh, I did want to take just a few minutes to speak to some history that's trying to repeat itself over the last few days here in Georgia. Okay. Uh, Many of you will recall that in the final weeks of 2020, I clearly and repeatedly said that I would not be calling a special session of the General Assembly to overturn the 2020 election results because such an action would have been unconstitutional. It was that simple. It was that. Simple. Fast forward today, nearly three years later, memories are fading fast. Mm-hmm. There have been calls by one individual in the General Assembly and echoed outside of, the, of these walls by the former president for a special session that would ignore current Georgia law Uh-oh. and directly interfere with the proceedings of a separate but equal branch of government. Now, my concerns with the Fulton County District Attorney's handling of this case and the special purpose grand jury have been well documented. We are now seeing what happens when prosecutors move forward with highly Uh charged indictments Uh and trials Uh in the middle of an election. Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, blah.
5: Simply put, it sows distrust and provides... All right,
0: shut up. Enough of this, because it's propaganda he's spewing now. The the bottom line is he's not going to allow... The legislature to move Fonnie Willis from office. And then he got this question. If I couldn't, all right, I'm just going to bring it up like this. He got this question from uh, the press conference. Here, I'm just going to play it right from here. This is from the recount. Whoops, hold on. Uh, Let me back it up so you can hear the beginning of the thing.
1: Uh, Senator Moore is also talking about pursuing the
2: funding, the statutory funding. that goes to district attorney's office. Yeah, they're
0: that? getting rid
5: of the funding well, the for the laid district attorney. That out pretty clearly yesterday, because if he's wanting to defund uh, a district attorney, it's going to defund all of them. Uh oh. And this is a conversation. He's a legislator. If he wants to have that conversation, he can He can do it uh, during the regular session yeah. that we have coming up in January. He can. But let me, let me just say this you know, these are the distractions that. Get you to lose elections. Yeah. Last time we were talking about special sessions keep doing in it. the state of Georgia, just a few weeks later, the Republican majority lost two U.S. Senate races.
0: Yes, they did, and hopefully they'll keep losing. So, yeah, uh, Brian uh, Kemp is making a little bit of sense, not too much sense. After all, he is a Republican. You know how that goes. All right. Uh, with that, let's get uh, let's get Howie on the line. Whose turn is it to mix up the Dirty Debbies today? I just finished my coffee drink. Now I need a little something with an extra punch. All right. Um... bring it on are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat well come on down to schmucky chuckies where
1: you'll personally be seated by chuck schumer himself so many dishes and they're all
2: fresh you're gonna love our blue dog special the dino burger because
1: we say so a good hamburger and french fries and every burger comes with a side order of grits i love grits i love anything with corn it's corn. All for only fifty thousand dollars. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine tenths water, one tenth oranges. After a week or two, you drink this. It's two hundred calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass Steagall. For dessert,
3: try our DNC tarts little cookies tell the quality of that most restaurants
2: give you a mint but at
4: schmucky chuckies you get complimentary sweet and low
2: who picks up the tab for all this find out now with howie klein of
0: downwithtyranny.com on the nicole sandler show yo howie klein hi how are you i'm good see this is this is how it's supposed to work i call you're there last week it was gremlins i guess So I kept getting voicemail, but you said you heard me, which is really weird. I heard you, and I kept saying, do you hear me? Do you hear me? No, I got voicemail. Anyway, you're here now, and I'm so glad. So, you know, I had emailed you earlier and asked if you had heard that Billy Bragg song, and you said, yeah, I embedded it last week, and I missed it, but I played it. And he's so good, and it's the perfect response to that Oliver Anthony song, that you know they they even started the debate with Cause Do- he, did,
1: he didn't totally condemn
0: uh
1: Oliver even Oh no
0: that's not what it was about it was about yeah. showing him excuse me i've got a <clears throat> a frog in my throat about how to deal with the problems he's having join a union <clears throat> and then i explained that starting next month uh, october actually i start getting my my union pension from Aftra, I have a pension coming. It's not huge, but at least it's something. Unions—they're the way to go.
1: Fantastic. By the way, Billy Bragg um, wrote a uh, an op-ed for the Guardian the same day he released that song. Uh, and if if someone liked the song and they're interested in what Billy had to say, they should just look up that uh, that Guardian thing. Which which I I also posted it down with tyranny when I when I. Um, Embedded the song. Meanwhile, Jackie just uh, sent me, like literally a minute ago, a song that you also played called Stars and Stripes. Yes. Which was all about.
0: Yes, a listener, C Fields, sent it to me in an email, and I played it. It was really good.
1: And then Jackie got, got a hold of it and sent it to me, and she loved mm. it. Very cool,
0: very cool. And yes, I see the Billy Bragg op-ed in The Guardian, and I will post it on uh, on the blog with today's show.
4: Good. Billy Bragg yeah,
0: is right. I mentioned that
1: that's a complex situation uh, with that kid, uh, Oliver, who I don't know if you you knew this or not, but he has since said for example that the song is about and he pointed right to the uh, the the debate stage of all, all those republicans. You saying we I wrote that song about them. About them. them. <laughs> about
0: them. Exactly. So they even got it wrong. This is typical of Republicans though. They take credit for things that they have nothing to do with. This guy is apparently pretty non-political. He's like I'm not a I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not any of those things and this song was about them. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. Um and yeah, so the the uh, the Billy Bragg op-ed starts with don't mourn organized were the last words of the great union songwriter Joe Hill framed on a murder charge and executed in Salt Lake City, Utah in November 1915 and he goes on, Billy Bragg is brilliant and for the people who don't know him because he never had a huge hit but he's been doing, he's been consistently making great music in the, I think, in the vein of Woody Guthrie for, for decades um, and I, 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 I got to interview him about 10 years ago, he did a new version, uh, and it's been so long, I don't even remember, but of Ode to Joy, of Beethoven's Ninth, um, and it it w- is part of a movie that came out at the same time. I'm going to find it. This was back when I was on Air America that I had Billy Bragg on, but I'm going to try to find it and play that, you know, we're going to be moving soon, and I'm going to need to have some shows in the can for when we're on the road, and that maybe I'll do that one. People are, people are requesting uh, now shows to play while I'm out, so... Uh, Billy Bragg is certainly worthy. I should try to tried again back on.
1: absolutely. You know um, uh, uh, just a little while ago before i uh, before you and I talked, um Ted Lou had called me mm. and I've been writing about uh, or mentioning in my writing that I feel that there's a blue wave coming and and Ted doesn't necessarily read my my blog. he does occasionally, mm-hmm. but he. He's been away. He was, he was in uh, in Hokkado, I think. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Easy for it. you the northernmost yes. island of Japan. Uh-huh. And he just got back, and he said, "You know, I feel a blue wave coming." Now he didn't know that. He didn't know that I've been saying that, and I haven't been been hearing other people saying it. Uh, but I do feel it, and, and and I think we're going to have a blue wave. Now, the thing is, is I feel there's also going to be a very, very large Republican turnout yep. for Trump. But I still feel that uh, the Democrats are going to win back the House, and if the wave is big enough, they'll prevent the Republicans from taking the Senate as well.
0: Oh, I, I hope so, and and it can be done. You know what? The energy that happened, not only here in this country but around the world— the day after uh, Trump's inauguration, the fr- you know it, back in 2017, I guess it was um, the women's march. We need to motive- we need to um, uh, mobilize that again.
1: Right. Well, I have a feeling. In fact, Ted said he had that same feeling. That the uh, the Supreme Court has really helped to do that, and that that that, you know even if people aren't like you know shouting right now, when that by the time the election comes, that's what was going to be that will be on the minds of many 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 millions of people. Uh, That that uh, horrible anti-abortion anti-choice decision that the Supreme Court made, you know, it won't be the only thing, but it'll be the biggest thing.
0: Right, right, and and I think it will, but we need that that collective energy again um, so hopefully somebody will organize it uh, so yeah we're still you know a year and a few months away but it, my god it the disconnect is 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 disconcerting the, the fact that this man if you pay attention to facts we see he's under indictment on on ninety one uh, felony charges, four se in four separate jurisdictions. It's astounding. There's, and people are still saying, "Well, I don't care. Even if he's convicted, I'll still vote for him." Other right,
1: Marjorie Taylor Greene went even further than that. She said, "Even if he's in prison, I'll vote for him."
0: Oh my god! <laughs> you know, come
1: one on. of my readers sent me this incredibly beautiful uh, quote from George Orwell. Um, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you I saw that. that. I, I did. I saw that. And you know, you also you have a post up, Howie. There were two of your posts today that really got me. Of course, um, <laughs> I definitely need to talk about the, the, your newest one, which is, it's kind of blew my mind. We'll get there. But y- the other one you wrote, wrote yesterday, you probably know what PO one one three five eight zero nine is. Um, we do. Have you heard the, the, the Jenny, Jenny, uh, you know, five, six, seven, uh, the, the, the song parodies? Five, three, oh, nine, five, six, P-O-1, p o one eight, oh, nine.
4: They're great. They're <laughs> out
0: there. There are a couple of them out there. But you, you said, do you know what 74,223,976 is? You should. Um,
1: That's how many people voted for Trump in 2020.
0: Astounding to me. I mean,
1: despite the fact that we just had four years of him.
0: Right. I know.
1: 74 million people voted for him again. It's just unbelievable to me. In fact, not even despite, because of (laughs) what they saw from uh, 2017 till 2020. They voted for him.
0: Right. And then he got someone like this uh, uh, Rama smarmy guy who's like, Donald Trump was the best president of the 21st century. Like, stop it. It, it. This this man is frightening. And and the media can't get enough of him. It's like they're they're dubbing him Trump 2.0 and they're giving him as much attention, too.
1: You know, there is a real story that the media should cover, but they're not. Um, and that, and I think I have that coming up later today. Uh, someone did a video, which is really an excellent video that tells how he got rich and basically yeah
0: pharma pharmaceutical scam
1: right right, a pump and dump uh, scheme, uh, which I think is illegal I mean actually, it should be investigated he should be, he should be in prison
0: yeah, from what I understand, he bought some. Small pharmaceutical company that had a drug that was ineffective and didn't really do anything. They made one little change to it that didn't change its effectiveness at his all. His mother made his that mother.
1: change. She, she, she's a physician.
0: <laughs> right. Mother made this one little adjustment, didn't really make any difference. And he went all over TV with his electric personality and pushed the hell out of it. And so some investors jumped on, lost A lot of money, but he and his mother got very, very rich.
1: Right. Because they, you know, in other words, they drove up the price of the stock. That's right. And then uh, and then at the right time, him and his mother sold their their stocks, made millions and millions of dollars. And then the whole thing collapsed and everybody who bought it lost all of their money, (sighs) every penny.
0: Right. Uh, I mean, that's like Martin Scarelli territory, isn't it? That's exactly what it is.
1: It's it's actually even worse because they uh they faked some uh clinical trial that 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 you know so that's that itself is completely illegal and they and they did that and that's why both him and his mother need to be in prison.
0: And what's her name? Oh uh, uh, the Theranos woman uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Same yeah. thing. It's a scam. That's and right. and they she just- isn't- she is in prison now, isn't she? I think she is. I think she, she was is. finally incarcerated. Um, so, you know, maybe he's got it coming to him. He should. Uh, I hope he's investigated by the FDA and anybody else who is supposed to be riding hurt over this kind of stuff. It's a it's a medication. God damn it. You know, this this is just just horrible on so many levels. Exactly. Anyway, so the other story that I wanted to ask you about, I see you've put up one since, but it's it's this one. Uh, by the way, the, the artwork that I used on today's uh, graphic, I do it like a show card each day. Well, yes,
1: let, let me just guess at what you're going to say. Yes. You're going to talk about a chameleon.
0: A chameleon? Karma a chameleon?
1: Of- uh, Nikki Haley, that's well, a chameleon.
0: No, I'm not. Although I did use that in today's show card. All, all the artwork, and I, I, I'm guessing she did this one too, but maybe not. Nancy Ohanian, I want to give her credit because I used a bunch of her art that I lifted from downwithtyranny.com. She's great. So people should check her out. Am I pronouncing her name right?
1: Nancy Ohanian, yes. yes. But she, she doesn't do all of the artwork. Okay. She does great stuff. And we have an, the, our art director does great stuff as well.
0: I, who is the art director bill bill okay well i've lifted stuff from both of them because I, I i lifted a a george santos vogue cover where he's in this lovely pink puffy coat um a a that was bill,
1: bill. That, that's that right. was
0: bill um a uh, nerdy Ron DeSantis with a like in a Wee herman kind of outfit um uh, Trump in his prison stripes, that's Nancy, because I know her style. That's Nancy, and the Tim Scott in the megaphone is Nancy. And I guess the other ones are Bill, the the Nikki Haley chameleon and the alien Rama Smarmy.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I do call him Rama Smarmy instead of Swarmy, because he is.
1: I've been calling him that, and also i, I started calling him uh, Rama Swampy.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's good, too. But Smarmy is just is perfect. And his new first name, in case you were wondering, is... Valtra I think it's Valtrax. It's the herpes medication. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway. Um, but you this this one, I've got the uh here, let me put the, the headline up. Tim Scott and George Santos are both gay Republicans, but very different gay Republicans. You raise you make some allegations here, Howie you know uh, and I love the photo of Lindsay with his pals. Um and uh and there's yeah. Tim Scott.
1: Lindsay with uh in the in the closet with Tim
0: Scott. Yes. Uh so Tim Scott I hadn't heard this before about really? Tim Scott. I had not no. And and been out there for years. Yeah. Well it, there there is apparently uh some talk because he is a bachelor and bachelors historically
1: and he's just looking for the right gal. <laughs>
0: Right. Sure he is. Um, But but you have a line in here about, okay. let me just share the beginning. The first paragraph starts early this morning in the silliest story of the day. Axios writer Alex Thompson did a whole post on Tim Scott being gay without once using the word gay or homosexual, closeted, LGBTQ, queer, homosexual, queen, bisexual, not even friend of Dorothy (laughs) or sodomite. Instead, they smeared Bob Kerry by implying he's anything like South Carolina closet queen Tim Scott. That's for the first part. There's something in the water, I guess, in South Carolina because both Tim uh, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham are the senators. Oh, from the Republican
1: Party in South Carolina is the gayest Republican party <laughs> in the country. There's so many gays that you can't even count them all. It is just—it's just like one happy old gay club, and they're all in the closet.
0: They will have a gay old time. Anyway, um, but your next line, you said, and they never quite explained what happened between Cory Booker and transparent beard, Rosario Dawson, who was also queer.
1: Right. Rosario is fabulous. Yes. Uh, Rosario is fabulous. You know, this is my hospital. Can you hold on one second? Oh, yes. Go,
0: go. Anyway, well, well, go
1: go ahead. Well, I'm on the radio right now, so can you call me back?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Thank, Thank you. Hi. Uh, hi. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. And that, by the way, let's just say... Why that not...
1: somebody from the hospital calling me because I'm giving a donation and they're calling me to get the donation going. Oh, very nice. So the like hospital... Like uh, a medical emergency or anything like oh, that. Oh,
0: good, 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 good. I'm glad to hear it. The hospital that, that saved your life. Yes?
1: Yes. yes. And, and my thing with them is that I don't want to just give the money to the hospital. I want to give it specifically to the doctor who's doing the research uh, so I want I want her to get the money rather than the hospital to get the money. Anyway, in terms of Rosario, she you know she you know you see there's a link there, and that's her talking about the fact that she is gay. Oh. So Cory Booker um, used her when he was running for president. He couldn't you know he had you know although he's a bachelor, a lifelong bachelor, but the right gal, he he they, he made believe that that she was his girlfriend right? and he was dating her. He's got this boyfriend way before then, and still a boyfriend, so longtime boyfriend uh, called. Uh, oh, I wrote his name in there. He's a rapper.
0: Okay. okay. Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah. You see the name?
0: No. Hold on. I got to go back to the, uh, the 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 post. Anyway, it, it
1: doesn't matter what the kid's name yeah, is. Here it is. But okay. they, but
0: they, the two of them
1: have basically been together. It's not that big of a secret. Uh, everyone in New Jersey politics knows Chica. it.
0: Oh no, that's Sorry? the magazine. Never mind. It was it was a that was the magazine. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Right at the end of the paragraph, it, it has the guy's name. It doesn't matter what his name is. Uh, you know, the the point that I was trying to make is that here's this guy uh, in the in the Axios story talking about uh, gay people, in, including Cory Booker, but but it was primarily about Tim Scott, and and he never. Says anything about anyone being gay, but I mean that's obviously what he's talking about. Except in the case of Bob Kerry, the the um, a former I think he was a governor as well, but a former senator. Yeah, I think governor and senator of Nebraska, uh, who isn't gay, who has nothing to do with being gay. You know, he had he he divorced his wife, so he was single. I mean, it made no sense. This guy doesn't belong in that cat. Everyone else in the in the article is is a closeted gay person who who the magazine doesn't even mention. It's very, very strange. It is. Anyway, very so that inspired me to then go on uh, and uh, carry on about something completely different. There's <laughs> nothing to do with that.
0: <laughs> but, okay, so I didn't know that about Cory Booker or Rosario Dawson. It says Chica is the name of this queer rapper. So maybe that's who it was. I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? God damn, uh, what is it? uh you know, spell check yep. changes changes <laughs> things. So the guy's name is not Cheek. I'll go back and fix okay. it. Uh, no, I'll
0: no, go, that's not on name. your. I was looking on the Advocate website. It says um, Dawson quoted Chika C H I K A. I will not be ashamed. This is just who I am and who I was meant to be. No mistakes.
1: Oh, oh, I see. I, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So that Cheek has nothing to do with the. This, oh, I gotcha. uh, Okay. This boyfriend. Corey I
0: Booker. see. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, T Bone, is that who you're talking about? Oh, that's that
1: the rapper T Bone, that's oh. Cory Booker's uh, love squeeze.
0: Oh, I get it. Okay, so I didn't know who T Bone was. In the T-Bone closet was. As well, by the way, yeah, well, like said, obviously, Everyone
1: in New Jersey politics knows this. And in fact, they they uh, you know whenever Menendez gets angry at Cory, uh, he, he threatens that he's going to expose that to the general public.
0: Wow! And before I start getting hate mail, um, Howie Klein, you're a gay man. Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay, I thought I'd add that in there. So,
1: you know, I I sometimes, like, write about uh, being a gay person, and the other day I just, like, felt like talking about where I got some of my ideas for being gay. So I wrote a story, which I believe is either coming out – no, it's not tonight. It's coming out tomorrow night. I wrote a story about when I was was very, very young, I read um, uh, Jean Genet's autobiography – Thieves Journal. And then a few years later, I wrote, I read, uh, John, uh, John, yeah, John book, uh, City of Night. And, and both of them are the protagonist in both of them, which, and they're both kind of autobiogra- or autobiographical, the protagonist doesn't have a name. Hmm. I mean, in, in, in the Retchy book, it's kind of young man, but in the Jean Genet book, he has no name at all. And, and, and back in the '60s, when I read these two things, that's when I got the idea that Recci was definitely doing an American version of the Jean Genet book. Huh. and anyway, though the, the, these are not uh, you know gays by the standard of today. These are not people that want to have same-sex marriages or adopt children or live in a suburb. These are people who saw themselves as as a, outsiders. Uh, criminals, and, and they define themselves very, very differently from the way people in the LGBTQ plus community uh, see themselves today, and this was the, the gay um, identity that I grew up in, and I talk about that in my story.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I'm, they and were I'll...
1: vagabonds. You, you, you know, they, they traveled all over the world. They had, um, you know, they had, uh, you know, fleeting sex. They missed, they mistook, uh, you know, uh, Sex for Love, and they tried to figure that out and tried to figure out who they were. Both of the books are, are are considered classics in the LGBTQ community. I I think they're still classics. I don't know. I don't know if they're still classics because they're so outside of, of what people, uh, you know, think of as being gay these days. Right. But anyway, I recommend both of the books.
0: Cool. But, you know, back Jardin
1: then— Incredibly great writer. John Benet? Like- John, J-E-A-N, he's French. Je- genet G-E-N-E-T, okay. Jean
0: Because I thought you were saying Jean Benet, like Ramsey?
1: <laughs> oh, no, Jean Genet. great, great book. In fact, you know, you know who Sartre is, right? Sure, yes, that I know. He wrote an introduction, uh, and then there's been an updated introduction more recently by Patti Smith.
0: Oh, wow, very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Y- you know- I
1: can't tell you how important Jean Genet is. And then the other guy is John Ritchie, uh, you know, who who's who's I think is great, but he doesn't have the kind of uh uh you know clout. N- literary clout right, as, right. as Genet.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, things were different. Uh, so in the chat room, somebody said, oh, the Rock Hudson effect. By the way, there's a great streaming bio, uh, you know, documentary on Rock Hudson. I think it's it's on Netflix or one of the channels. I, I can't keep track. Um, but back then, you know, until like the 70s or 80s, um, it, being gay, what meant being closeted? I mean, very few people were publicly out. Uh, you know, even I remember watching Uh, what's his name, Charles Nelson Riley on Hollywood Squares and things like He was obviously gay, but they never talked about it. Liberace! You know, they never talked about it. You knew it. No, he denied it.
1: He he, he did talk about it. Liberace denied to his dying, died of AIDS complications, Right? never admitted he was gay.
0: Wow. And that, you know, that was a cultural thing back then. People were afraid to. They thought it would kill their career and in many cases it probably would have.
1: Yep. Even, even, after that, yep. I can remember having long talks with uh, KD Lang when she just wasn't sure if it was the right move for her career-wise wow. to come out a, a, as a lesbian. Wow. And, of course, she decided it was, or, or I should, she always knew it was. But, you know, she was getting advice from some people who thought it was the wrong thing to do, and she really wanted to do it. And she did. She she, she made the right decision.
0: Wow yeah see and I, I, I and and you want to believe I the, the part of me that uh, maybe the naive part of me wants to believe that, yeah, people uh, can always just be who you are. That's the best way to live. but uh, then again, I'm not I'm not a gay woman and I don't have to live I've got the other prejudices. Look, we all have something that people hate us for. In my case, these days, I'm Jewish. Even though I'm not practicing Jewish, I'm Jewish, and my God, the horrible anti-Semitic things that have been lobbed at me on shitter now, uh, because that place has become shitter, Uh, it it just, it's unbelievable. And when you try to report these anti-Semitic things to shitter, they say, I don't care, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't go against our community standards. So, Yeah. It, it, it's it's a sign of the times it's Donald Trump coming out and and saying all the horrific things that white supremacists and other racists believe and making it like okay to come out of that closet and admit where your racism and bigotry uh, on your sleeve or something
1: well polar, polarization uh, uh, is is always something that uh, authoritarians use to gain power with right uh, a that, that theme that's been going through my blog, uh, for years, and, and it's, it's a very important one, especially when you think about someone like uh, Donald Trump and how somebody like that can get get power.
0: Right, and that and that's exactly it. You know, and and I think we're at a place. Look, I know you've never been a Joe Biden fan. In fact, I'd go further than that. You just really dislike the guy. But I, I got into it on Twitter yesterday with Peter Dow. I finally had to block him.
1: My this... God, Did you had him on the show? No,
0: no, no, no. I got into it with him on Twitter. Because, oh. because I mean, the shit he's saying, look, I understand, be critical, but if you're going to talk about Joe Biden being too old for the job, you can't not talk about Donald Trump, who's three years younger. If you're not fit for it at 80, if you think the, the age of 80 is when you become senile, well, 78 and being a fat, out of shape blob um Is is not healthy either. And what I said is I think that Joe Biden, far from perfect, you know how I feel about Joe Biden, too. But uh, on his worst day, I think he's got more mental acuity and is in better physical shape than Donald Trump on his best. And how the media centers. It's not not about
1: age. No. It's about fitness.
0: Exactly.
1: Obviously not mentally fit.
0: Not in the least. And how I'm sorry, the media has been complicit in this. You pile on Joe Biden if you want, but you can't leave uh, Donald Trump out of the conversation. And again, I would love to see a head-to-head matchup. Forget the cage match between Elon, uh, Elmo and uh, Bill Gates <laughs> or whoever, or Zuckerberg or whoever is going to do that nonsense. Let's put Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden in a ring, have them take a, a mental fitness test and then a physical fitness test. I I, I want to see it because there's no contest there. And let these people eat their words. Yeah. God, it pisses me off. <laughs> Can I, you tell? Oh. <laughs> and with that, we've reached the end of the hour. Wow. I, know. I had no idea. So quick. So quick. Time flies, you know. All right, um, Howie, you mentioned the, the hospital. I, I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday or not. Yesterday was my seven-year anniversary of my lung cancer surgery. I'm seven years cancer-free.
1: Great. In fact, a few weeks ago, it was my eighth year, and my doctor said, yeah, it's eight years, let's take you off the uh, the chemo.
0: Oh, <gasps> yay! With yeah. me, they told me only five years, but your your cancer was was rare and and, and real just... H- horrific um and you beat it that's amazing i did
1: right and i said well you know we're taking me off the chemo what if it comes back and she said oh we we have we have a new way of tre- of do- dealing with that now if it comes back we make a special pill for you based on your own uh, proteins and uh, you, you take it uh, you know very rarely it's not like a pill you have to take all the time and that's the end of it
0: I love it. Oh, I'm um, so. It's good. congratulations. That's great. We, you know, we have to celebrate and we're headed out west and so w- when we will be within driving distance and we get out there we're going to have a we're going to have to get together and have a little celebration.
1: Great. Well, Olin absolutely loves Arizona. Oh, I mean, good. way more than I do, and he any excuse to go out to Arizona, he always wants to take.
0: Cool. Well, then you'll come out to Arizona and we'll have a party. Great. Ah, sounds good. All right. But we'll, we'll talk again, you know, before then, like next Thursday, if not before that.
1: <laughs> okay. Talk All to right. you Thursday.
0: Thanks, Howie Klein. Find Howie, of course, at downwithtyranny.com. And when you're there, go to the Blue America Pack page because we don't. T- oh, next week, I promise, with Howie, we'll talk about Blue America and the candidates because, you know, we often veer off into other topics, as you can tell. But um, Blue America, again, is d- does great work. Finding, identifying great progressive candidates, and it is primary season, and that's when you go to the mat for the real progressives and try to turn the 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 makeup of Congress towards a more people-oriented, <laughs> helping people. You know that's what progressives do. All right, with that we're done. Uh, I haven't figured out what we're doing tomorrow yet. It's you know, it's been I'm, I'm being pulled in twenty five different ways uh, between the move and the packing in the car we we finally today are buying our car because the lease is up on it november 1st everything happens at once everything everywhere all at once stress but uh for another day okay tomorrow uh when are we moving hopefully uh before the end of september so we, we are in packing mode if You have heard an author interviewed on this show any time in the recent past and think, I really want that book. Please email me, Nicole at NicoleSandler.com. I have a bunch of books. So you handle the postage and maybe kick in a couple extra bucks would be nice. But you know, whatever, you want something, write to me. You see any artwork you like, although not these three kitties because those are my last three commissions, but anything else it's all up for grabs. (laughs) So tell me what you want and we'll see what we can do. All right. With that, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. Sorry for my manic ways right now. All right. Bye.